The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. from Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. If you'd like to join in the discussion, email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm or call into the program with your questions. Now, here's your host, Reverend Anna Schaus. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, the place where we support your spiritual growth and recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I am your host, and welcome back after our um, holidays. Welcome to all of you. We're glad you're back with us live today, and I sure hope that you had wonderful holidays and that when the challenges arose that you found the right support for yourself and that you uh, enjoyed those holidays and got all the benefits from them. Again, thanks for joining us today. I'm really glad that you're listening, and thanks so much for participating here with us on the Spirit of Recovery. We're on Facebook, so visit us there. There's always a new discussion thread about the week's topic, and so we really welcome you to comment on that. And we also appreciate you letting your friends and other people in your recovery circles and unity circles and your friendship circles know about this show. We're loving broadcasting on the topic of recovery on Unity Online Radio, and we love hearing from you, our listeners. And we're just so good, glad to know that what we're doing here is touching your heart and making a difference in your recovery and in your life. We like getting you thinking and opening you up to um, experience strength and hope that's possible for all of us here on this recovery journey. And every week we talk about topics that are important to the recovery community and our guests are always people who are down to earth, who are knowledgeable and people who are innovative, people who are in recovery themselves or who work with recovering people or write for recovering people and a lot of times all three. We bring you practical information that you can use and lively discussions that get you thinking. And we want you to know also that the spirit of recovery is a welcoming place, that recovery is a large tent, there's lots of room. So if you're a person that's in recovery from any kind of addiction, if you're a family member that's in your own recovery as a family member, or if you're a family member or friend of someone with the disease of addiction, whether or not they are in recovery, or you're simply somebody that's looking for information and to learn more about the process of recovery. We sure welcome you here at the Spirit of Recovery and we welcome your participation in our discussions. And again, my name is Anna Schaus and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a Unity Minister and I'm a trained addictions counselor. Also, I'm a person who has in my circle of love and friendship many people with the disease of addiction. 
And almost 30 years ago, those relationships got me started on an active path of personal growth and recovery and spiritual development. And so my walk today has and has been for quite a while now is an integration of unity and recovery principles. And that walk keeps richly transforming my life and keeps me growing in ever deeper ways. So I'm so glad to have the opportunity to share these ideas with you and to hear what you're experiencing in your spirituality and your recovery. On every show, we have a drawing and we give away a recovery book that's donated to us by the nonprofit Hazelden Foundation, and that's www.hazelden.org. So a big thank you to Hazelden for donating the excellent books um, for us to give away. Today, the book that we're giving away is called God, a Relationship Guide. Getting to Know Your Higher Power, and that's by Judith Turian, Ph.D. So you can email us in now at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm, or you can call in and we will uh, put your name in the drawing for today's book. Today our topic is Looking for God in All the Right Places, and joining me is my guest, Lee L., And Lee is a person who's in recovery as a family member. She's been in recovery for 14 years, and she began her recovery program with an Adult Children of Alcoholics focus, or ACOA focus, meaning that she came in uh, because there had been uh, the disease of alcoholism in the family that she grew up in. Lee is also definitely a spiritual seeker, and you'll hear lots more about that today. And she is a mother and also a participant in Unity. So she's got lots to share with us today. So welcome to the show, Lee. We're glad you're here. Thank you, Anna. Thank you for the intro. Thanks for joining us. We're just so glad to have you with us today here at the Spirit of Recovery. So... I know that um, you've been in 12-step recovery as a family member for 14 years. Um, could you tell us a little bit about what's different about the quality of your life now that you work a program of recovery? Well, sure. I, I think it would be fair to say that my relationships with others has improved, and my relationship with my higher power has greatly improved, and that is one of the main reasons I came into a re- recovery program is I got that I could... I got that I was doing the same things over and over again, but I didn't, and I got that a spiritual solution was the answer, but I didn't quite know who this new higher power was going to be for me. So mm-hmm. things that are different is, I, I, I don't want to sound like make this too big, but I actually, I think I view the world through the 12 steps, and I, it gives me a framework for me um, just to live my daily life. And I really... Um, I think people have told me that I've softened a bit. I, I think when I came in, I would describe myself as very righteous, and um, and I think victim is something that I was uh, a mantle that I was willing to put down at the time. Mm-hmm. 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 So um, I know that uh, that entering the twelve step recovery really does uh, begin to change things. So what was it that you think? And most people do come in. It, whether it's as family members or people that have the the substance part of this disease of addiction come in feeling like victims and and they've been victimized in a lot of ways um, but it's sort of like getting out of that victim role so what would you say was a key component for you in in beginning to move out of that that constant feeling like 
life is rolling over you or you just, you know, you can't get things to work right? Well, I did a lot of work around noticing that I had attracted the same results over and over again. I, I tended to have the same kind of a victim experience, and I have a saying that I like to say that there are no greener pastures. I kept taking me to the next pasture wherever I was, and I knew that if I didn't, if I didn't help me, if I didn't work with a higher power to, quote-unquote, fix me, that I was going to keep having the same results, and I, I didn't want that anymore. I, I, I got one life to live here, and I'm, I'm kind of excited to, to have lifelong learning all life. So that attracted me into Al-Anon and, and ACOA specifically. I spent mm-hmm. a, a good deal of time in ACOA wondering whether I was um, whether I was eligible for membership. And they have a tradition that says the only requirement for membership is that you be a relative of an alcoholic or a friend. And I, I have a friend who said to me, and if you don't know anybody, I'll introduce you to my husband. <laughs> <laughs> You're in, huh? <laughs> I was in. I actually am married to a recovering alcoholic, and um, so I, I qual- and I have a sister who's a, re- a recovering alcoholic. So I qualify on several levels, in addition to being the child of an alcoholic. But at that time, I couldn't see all those things. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's interesting. What was it that began to open up your eyes? I had a number of friends in the program, and they recognized, you know, the disease of alcoholism. For an adult child of alcoholic, it looks pretty similar. We our approval seekers and real sensitive to criticism. Um, abandonment was a huge issue for me, very typical for adult children of alcoholics. There's a long list if you go to an adult children of alcoholic meeting and they'll, they call it the problem. And I, um, sometimes you'll hear that at those meetings. But I just, I thought, wow, this, this really quite describes me. And the solution is where I was most interested in. And my own personal experience is it, Helped me very much to work um, ACOA adult children of alcoholics meetings, but also Al-Anon meetings because I um, I'm very interested in the solution. That's the reason I came in. I want better and better results in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was one of the key things early on that began to put you onto the solution? That sort of began to turn it around for you, or help you think? Oh, there, maybe there is one, and somehow I can access it. Well, I. I'll just share with a few thousand of my personal friends that I've had a, that's a joke, that I, I had a personal experience of my higher power before I came into um, Al-Anon and ACOA. Um, I, I sometimes think I was just really, really tired, but I was on a walk, and I was in a place where I knew that I wanted to change, and I, I had a, an experience of a golden light, and, and that light told me that they loved me. You know, I felt special to my higher power, and I think that was critical for me because while I probably could argue academically whether there's a higher power or not, at that time, I don't think I thought my higher power cared enough about me. And so once I realized maybe I'm, maybe I'm worth doing all this work for, this thing started to flow out mm-hmm. from there. So you had... a obviously a, a really powerful personal experience of being loved and um sounds like that gave you the incentive to keep going to know it's something's gonna it's gonna work out for me somehow There's a yeah purpose. and i did i made some promises to myself like i wanted to get married and have kids and be successful at work always something very important to me and all of those things have happened for me as i've worked this program over the years mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's a great um, testament to the power of the program and to your commitment to it, to your commitment to it. Yeah. You know, I, I know that, Lee, that you were always interested in spirituality, even as a child, and um, that you have uh, been a spiritual seeker all your life. So could you tell us a little bit about that, like what your spirituality has always been important to you in some form, although that may have changed a lot. So how, what was it like for you as a child to be seeking a higher power, and, and how has that evolved for you? Well, I was raised in a particular faith community, and so I went to schools that were in that faith community, and I always, and I always felt a bit of an outsider because while I was um, spiritual, I I was one of those kids who would be asking the questions in religion class, and they weren't the questions you were supposed to ask. <laughs> uh-huh. and I really wanted to know the answers to them. I wasn't just asking to be obstreperous, and I, um, and I would read the Bible when I because I was raised in a Christian church, um, and it, I would read that Jesus talked so much, and I apologize if this offends anybody, but what I got out of my reading of the Bible when I was 13 is that Jesus said that we're all children of God and that I'm a child of God. Again, it's, you know, that God loves me right there. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't hear God, Jesus ever say too much that he was God. He was just he was talking that we're all children of God. So given that I was in a Christian church which believes that Jesus in the Trinity, that Jesus was the Son of God, it put me up against, pretty young, up against the doctrine of my church. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how did that impact you to, to be at a very young age, to be having a different viewpoint than the spiritual community you were part of in the adult world that was around you? How did that affect your spirituality? That's a good question. I think that um, when I was in my 20s, and I I got very into science, too, I started hitting a whole bunch of questions I couldn't get answers to, some of which I still don't have great answers to. Like, why do bad things happen to good people? There Mm -hmm. is a victim question there for you right there. And and when I was in my 20s, I I became indifferent. Um, You know, I've had many higher powers. And one was one who was very far away and um, didn't much care about me because I had had some true victim experiences. I'm a crime victim, among other things. And so I really wanted to know, make sense of why did these things happen to me and what am I supposed to learn about this? Is, um, how do I get better? So I spent probably a good part of my 20s um, until I had that spiritual experience um, Saying I was, I had, I believed in a code of ethics. It was mm-hmm. very much what I've been raised as a kid, but um, I didn't believe that Jesus was God. And I, I did believe there was, I probably believed there was a God out there, but I just, I, I guess I'd call it the indifferent God when I was in my twenties. Right, because maybe did it seem like that God wasn't doing much for you, so to speak, wasn't taking care of you because some bad things happened. Right. Mm-hmm. 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 So. When you um, began getting into the 12-step program, it obviously encourages people to develop their own concept of a higher power, and you'd already had this experience with the light. So how was that different for you, being in a community now where instead of people saying, this is how it's got to be, now we want you to come up with your own concept? How did that affect you? I think it was... You know, I started Unity at the same time that I started program, so it's hard for me to parse them out. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I, I started to realize I, I was really ready to let go of the punishing God, the God of rules, the God that's, that's going to punish me and give me a bad experience because I was not a good girl. I, I think my self-esteem started to go up in program. And, mm-hmm. I, I, um, and my third step experience, I started seeing God everywhere. I Tell us what the third step is. Tell us the third step. Oh, the third step is, um, well, the second step is came to believe in a higher power. Okay, help me out, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Right. And the third step is about making a decision to turn my, not only my life, but my will over to a higher power as I understood him. And mm-hmm. for me, to turn my will, which is, a very powerful thing <laughs> over to my higher power was a big deal. And at the time also, uh, I had a brother who was dying of uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, which is a very nasty disease. So again, another experience that was very painful. Um, and he was a really good guy. So I, I ended up deciding that um, I decided to answer it for myself. I had watched, I decided that God had a plan, and I just didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. And I also was in an open AA meeting, and I heard a gentleman who I related to a lot talk about how we don't have to have all the answers to take the third step. We just have to be willing to take the third step. And mm-hmm. I knew from my baby steps and taking little tiny third steps, turning little things over, that it worked better for me. Because we who are Al-Anons, we're, you know, our addiction, and one of our, one of our character defects is control. Mm-hmm. Manip- the four M's, manipulate, martyr, I want to say murder, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 manipulate, martyr, mama, um, and, uh-oh, I'm forgetting one. It's it's always a good one when you forget it. Do you know what the fourth one is? Mm. Manipulate, martyr, martyr, and I can't remember. I can't Don't remember either. Mm-hmm. But I'll look it up later. Mm-hmm. But it, mm-hmm. At any mm-hmm. rate... Um, it was a big deal for me to just trust again. Right. And, yeah. yeah. So I That's baby huge. stepped my way into it. And I think that has been a huge part of my spiritual journey. And I think it's pretty common, if I may say so, for probably for, for all of us in the recovery community, but certainly for the Al-Anons. Mm-hmm. Lee, thank you so much. We're going to take a short break right now. You're just giving us so much. This is rich. Um, and when we come back after our break, we'll be starting with the Serenity Minute, which is a brief moment to focus on a constructive thought. And then my guest Lee, Al, and I are going to continue talking about looking for God in all the right places. And also when we come back, we want uh, you to call in our listeners or email us in with your questions or comments. That number is 888-55-UNITY or the email is spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Our goal at Unity Online Radio is to continue expanding our spiritual programming and growing our listening audience. To help us become an ever stronger voice in today's world, we ask for your support. 
please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. Hi, I'm Reverend Ellen Devonport, author of The Five Principles and host of Absolute Living on Unity Online Radio. And I'm Reverend Carla McClellan, manager of retreats and workshops at Unity Village. And And we we want to talk to you about God. We're planning a retreat at Unity Village the first weekend in April, specifically to talk about our changing concepts of the divine as we grow and mature spiritually. Some people may be questioning their beliefs. Some might even be afraid they've become atheists. But it's all part of a healthy spiritual process that Unity supports. You're invited to join us on April 1st through 3rd at Unity Village as we explore God for Grown-Ups. We have planned a fabulous three-day experience where you can rediscover your understanding of God in a safe environment with like-minded people. When you join us for this retreat, you'll not only hear Ellen Devonport speak, but you'll participate in prayer partnerships, journaling, and meditation on the beautiful grounds at Unity Village. And of course, you can experience the renewal of spirit that comes with every Unity Retreat. We've also planned a panel discussion with Unity ministers who don't always see eye to eye on spiritual topics. But that's part of a God for grown-ups. To reserve your space in this powerful retreat, go to unityvillage.org and click on Retreat slash Events or call us at 866-34-UNITY. That's 866 866- Three four eight six four eight nine. We'll see you at Unity Village in the spring. You're invited to join host Pamela Whitman for the Miracle Revolution, a program featuring music and guided meditations and teachings from A Course in Miracles. Pamela will share how we can return your mind to the one solution that already exists to all of our perceived problems. God has already given us everything. As we remember that we are joined, we claim the miracles that are waiting to be perceived. The Miracle Revolution, Mondays at 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world, and on 91.7 WLFR Pomona, New Jersey, on Mondays from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. You're listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. If you'd like to share your questions, comments, and experience with today's topics, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to the Spirit of Recovery. We're really glad that you're with us today, and Happy New Year. And we are knowing that 2011 is going to be a year of great joy for each and every one of you. And if you're just joining us today, our topic is looking for God in all the right places. And my guest is Lee L., and she is in recovery as an Al-Anon member. She's been in recovery for 14 years. She has uh, worked the steps and 
first started with an ACOA focus and also um, now her husband is also a recovering alcoholic and um, she also has other family members that are um, in recovery. So she really lives this program. She's a spiritual seeker. She's a mother. She's a participant in unity and she's somebody that will not take a second-hand God. She's looking for that God of her understanding and finding that God. So before Lee and I continue our conversation, let's join together in a moment as we center ourselves in peace of mind in the Serenity Minute. So I invite you to take a moment with me right now to just relax. We're going to focus on this constructive idea and let ourselves be refreshed by the spirit, that higher power that lives within us and all around us. So as we relax, hear this thought. I am open to a higher power that loves and helps me. I let in that love and help. I am open to a higher power that loves and helps me. I let in that love and help. And so it is. Thank you so much for joining me in the Serenity Minute. We're back now with my guest, Lee L., and we're talking about looking for God in all the right places. And right now is a good time to give us a call or send in an email. That phone number is 888-55-UNITY, and the email is spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. So now is a good time to give us a call or an email, and that can be both if you have a comment or a question for Lee, or also we'll put your name in for the drawing of our book, and that book is God, a Relationship guide getting to know your higher power so lee you were just sharing some wonderful things with us uh, before the break about um, the idea of trust and about how um, much your sense of trust in life changed as you began to work your program of recovery and to begin to relate to a higher power so how that happened you, you talked a bit about um, that you heard that you don't have to understand it basically you just have to be willing to trust a little bit what did it what was the first thing that you can think of that that would you trusted your higher power with you know i i think probably i baby step by tr- by choosing a sponsor and trusting in that person and i've had i've been fortunate to have the same sponsor i think she's listening out there in this world for the whole 14 years and so that has that helped me just develop relationship with a trusting person I certainly had trusting people in my life, but someone who could teach me how to work these steps. And I, I think I think working the steps is a huge part of learning how to trust again. Mm-hmm. Huge. Mm-hmm. But it's it was almost like entering into a process, um, not just blindly, but as you said, there's already some trust, but you you don't really know where it's going to take you. No, no, I didn't, and I think that um, I think I started to look out there for and listen to other people and try on different types of higher powers. And I, I, would, I would say that my higher power has gotten bigger the longer I'm in the program. Sometimes when I'm having a hard time, I need a bigger higher power. I, uh-huh. I don't mean that in an irreverent sense, but my higher power to me is, is, a, is a... I've learned to have a higher power is almost like a, a lover, not in the sexual sense, of course, but in the sense of um, almost like a ecstatic 
very tight friendship, almost mystical. It's very hard to explain on a radio show, but um, I, I have nicknames for my higher power, and um, I just really think the experience of, of God matters, and I think that um, being open to having that higher power concept change matters. Mm-hmm. I know that you, uh, one of your favorite quotations from the theologian Kieran Armstrong is, how we view God matters. What does that mean to you? Well, that's part of when I said I was letting go of the punishing God and moving to a loving God. You know, I've, I, I've listened to that. There's a wonderful series I highly recommend. It's called God at 2000, as Anna said. And it's um, got speakers from every faith community talking about um, how they view God. And um, my favorite speaker is one by the name of Sister Joan Chittister, a Benedictine rebel feminist, <laughs> of mm-hmm. course. And um, she, talks about, she, she talks about all the gods that she has had in her life and how her spiritual maturity is involved with a, a different concept of God changing over time. And I loved how she explained... Um, her concept of her higher power now is is like when you're looking at a picture, God is the land beneath the trees. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so beautiful. And I've heard another rabbi in that series talk about, you know, God being, we're one with God, like we're, we're like a wave in the ocean. And mm-hmm. I love the visuals. I'm a very visual person. When I do meditation, I, I'm very visual, and it, it helps me very much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It sounds like when you explore these different uh, faith traditions and listen to people from them, that you it opens up your mind almost. It gives you new ideas. It does. And unity, of course, is in my home through all of this. One of the things I love about unity is, um, honestly, what I love, I love those five, I don't know what they're actually called, the five concepts or the five... What are the five five principles? That's what they're Mm -hmm. called. Mm -hmm. I'm a former Sunday school teacher for Unity, and um, but I I I love those principles. And when I look at them, my favorite one is the one that talks about how we view anything matters. Really, you might be able to help me with exactly how that's worded. But what my experience in my life is, it's it's my view my context of what I'm looking at that makes a difference in my results. So if I want different results, I need to change my view. That might even be, I might need to change what I think is true. Um, And for somebody who was raised pretty righteous, that's a hard thing to do. But I have noticed um, that that has made a huge difference for me. And I love that it's one of Unity's core teachings. Mm -hmm. So it provides an open space for you to to explore and keep changing. You said a minute ago that it was important, you thought, or essential, I believe you said, that we keep allowing our concept of our higher power to change. How has, uh, what does that matter to you? Why do you think we have to keep doing that? I don't think we have to keep doing it. I just had that experience. But, like, um, while I've had an experience of light, this is, um, it's, it's now feels to me like if I listen to my heart as opposed to my head, it feels to me like I think of my higher power right now as inside of me, um, a little part inside of me. In fact, uh, there's a man who's a member of my congregation. I don't think he would mind me sharing this. He's publicly shared he's 
he's had the HIV virus for last time I talked to him, which was this is 10 years ago before the drugs were out. He had had it for 20 years, and mm-hmm. he used the ember inside him to spread golden light through his whole body. And I swear, he, he, he believes he, and I believe he's healed himself from that horrible disease. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really powerful. So, so his willingness to open up to a new concept and a powerful concept of God has really brought some big results for him. It has. Mm-hmm. And I too, when I want to, when I want to heal a part of my body, I visualize that golden light going from my. I I happen to keep it right, like where my solar plexus is, and then I just spread it to different parts. And in the mornings, um, part of my spiritual practice that I've been taught by my sponsor, she talks about it being, having God is being, asking to be God with skin on that day. Mm-hmm. Not to let the, the God inside of me, the God that we all share inside of us, to, to have that come out, to be opened to, uh, to that presence inside of me. And that has really helped me because it's an intention setting for that day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know sometimes maybe uh, do you ever feel like God's not there, even though you... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, have a, um, I have been very busy for about the last five years, and um, sometimes I, I'm a, I've got a six-year-old daughter, and um, I have a big job, and um, my husband and I, we, we have our ups and downs. Um, we're currently in an up, I'm happy to say. <laughs> But we've been married for uh, quite a long time, almost 14 years now. And um, so I have this busy life, and I've, um, I found it's, I found myself reminiscing of the times when I had more time for prayer and meditation. I, and um, I used to drive to work um, and do a meditation practice, and I miss that so much. So, you know, even in the last um, two years, it's felt like, Busyness is starting to erode my spiritual relationship. But when I talk to old-timers in program, they tell me that this is normal, that there are ups and downs that are, that are normal in one's spiritual relationship with higher power, and I just I, I believe that's true. Mm-hmm. So that God's still there even if you may not have the time to tune in the way that you did before? You think God's still right. there for you? Right. I have a friend in program who is from a Caribbean country, and they, they must have grown papayas there. She would take papayas, and, and I think mangoes too, and she'd cut them in the wintertime. Here where I live, it's very dark, and sometimes you wonder if the sun's ever going to come out again. And she would put it out on the mantle, and it would heal itself, and that would, she would remind herself that the sun was out there, the light is out there, even in the dark times. So sometimes in the winter when it gets really dark, I put a mango out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good. Uh-huh. That's a great one. Yeah, that's really good. I know that you said uh, my concept of God changes, but my relationship with God stays solid. That's an interesting right. paradox. How does that work? Well, it's, it's um, my husband's an atheist, actually, I, and so he and I, Sometimes when I'm hard on myself, I'd be talking to my husband, and his view of me is, and I, I, I know it's true, it's like I am, um, in a way, very much my mother's daughter. I, I'm a deeply, there's no question in my mind about faith, even though I, 
I may not feel like I have the ecstatic moments of connection that I had when I was, you know, like uh, there's this great program called Silver Vacations, and we were in Mexico, and my gosh, we were in meetings almost every day, and I've, I felt the 11th step, which is um, very much a connection step with one's higher power. Mm-hmm. And so um, I realize when I'm around someone who doesn't believe how much I do believe, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can see the contrast. and Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I'm a believer. <laughs> I believe you. I get it. Yeah, yeah. That it's. Um, I'm thinking too that when, when you're saying this about being on the vacation, uh, that it's almost like you can. You're starting to experience, or not that you're starting, but that you really are tuned in to how to experience God in the midst of all the busyness, and not, you know, it's not always just about meditating or whatever. No, I, I um. I have this, um, I went to, I recently been starting to go to OA meetings, and this woman, I overheard her speak, and I think she's, she talks about green tea meditation, which is she gets up in the morning and she drinks her tea, and she sits out and looks out her window or goes in her backyard if the weather is nice, and just notices what's going on, notices nature, mm-hmm. and that's her meditation practice in the morning. This is someone who's, who knows a lot about meditation. And I loved hearing that because it gave me permission. You know, sometimes when a, with a busy mom, meditation is going into the bathtub and, and um, you know, being in the bathroom. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, that's, you know, it's, it, it takes what it takes. Mm-hmm. But it, as long as it works. Mm-hmm. I think I heard Jeff Kay speak uh, about the same kind of thing when he was on your radio show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, because he's a really busy guy. Too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, that's great. We've got an email here from a listener from Mike from Texas, and uh, Mike shared some interesting thoughts with us. He uh, talks about when he started his sober journey in 2002 that he knew of God, but he didn't know God personally. And um, he talks about, as you did, Lee, about working the steps with a sponsor who had a sponsor, sure helped him out. And he also, um, in addition to being a member of AA, he also uh, participated in Al-Anon and Adult Children of Alcoholics. And he says that when he reached, uh, uh, he realized that his all-or-nothing attitude was needing to change, and that brought him to the steps. Um, and he also says that he realized it was a big deal um, to find out and, and, and see how God was already working in his life. And uh, he uh, shares his gratitude uh, for our show here and for ACOA, for Al-Anon, and AA. So, Mike, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, how would you reflect on what Mike shared with us? He said basically that he, he God was always working in his life, but he didn't see it till he got in the program. Have you had that experience? I have, yeah. I think um, the program helped me, um, you know, the practice of gratitude, for example, is a wonderful spiritual practice for me, and it helps me see where God's working in my life, as opposed to the victim part of me that wants to put the highlight on the, on the areas where I'm having a difficult time. And I think that's a really, I think, and it's sort of, um, I think, a very much a unit that fits with unity really well, too, mm-hmm. about abundance. I, I love that the more I practice gratitude, the more gratitude I have, 
for things mm-hmm. that are happening in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like opens up your mind to that to that sense of God's presence and that God is really there for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So one thing I know that you say this music's really spiritual for you. That's one of your also one of your gateways. It is. Yes, and um, and I'll go through periods of time where I there'll be a particular artist, but I notice if I um, sometimes just turning on the radio and listening helps me um, get in touch with my higher power. Mm-hmm. Right. So isn't that funny? Sometimes when you're listening to songs on the radio or whatever, you're like, I know it's a message for me. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Thank you, Lee. You're giving us, again, a lot of great ideas. And uh, thanks so much to Mike for uh, emailing us in. We're going to take a little break right now. We're so glad that all of you are listening to The Spirit of Recovery. And when we come back, we're going to keep on talking with Lee about looking for God in all the right places. And um, also email us. Give us a call. The number is 888-55-UNITY. The email is spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Do you sometimes feel as though the door to happiness has closed and there's no other door in sight? In her book, Ask Yourself This, Unity Minister Wendy Craig Purcell reminds us that everything happens for a reason. We've all experienced situations which felt like anything but good. We may have lost our job or gone through a divorce or experienced some other dark night of the soul. Yet those very experiences, when met spiritually, can lead us to a much greater good. The lost job can be what finally motivates us to discover the work that truly feeds our soul. The ending of a marriage can trigger us to do the emotional healing and personal growth work we've been avoiding for years. Every one of us can look back at negative or painful experiences in our lives and say that they turned out to be the best, worst things that ever happened to us. For more insight from Wendy Craig Purcell, read Ask Yourself This from Unity House Books. If you're focused on getting the right answers, Ask Yourself This emphasizes the importance of asking the right questions. Order your copy today at www.unity.org. Do you feel undervalued, disconnected, or simply overwhelmed at work or in your business? Are you trying to attract what you need but are desperately worried about cash flow? What if the problems you're experiencing aren't problems at all, but warning signals, clues to redirect? What if those clues are being obscured by your blind spots, the things you can't see that are keeping you from accomplishing your goals? Find out how you can move step-by-step beyond your blind spots each week here with Karen Pettigrew, Wednesday mornings at 9 Central Time on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.
You've been listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. If you have a question, comment, or experience with today's topic you'd like to share, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to the Spirit of Recovery. We're really glad that you're with us today, and Happy New Year. And if you're just joining us, our topic is looking for God in all the right places, and my guest is Lee L., who is uh, in long-term recovery as a family member. Uh, she's worked both the Al-Anon and, or does work both the Al-Anon and the Adult Children of Alcoholics programs. She's definitely a spiritual seeker and who's, who's committed to continuing to let the God of her understanding evolve and, and to cultivate. And she has a wonderful, deep and loving uh, relationship with that higher power. And um, she's also a, a unity participant and she's a mother. So, uh, before the break, Lee, you were telling us um, some about your your relationship of ecstasy with your higher power. So how did I know that's real for you? And also, do you resonate with any other of the wisdom sages of the ages on that ecstasy? I have a quote that I, I, I have different, lots of quotes from from Rumi, and I want to read one to you if that's okay. Sure. Let the beauty we love be what we do. There are a hundred ways to kneel and kiss the ground. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I have that above my computer when I work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, yeah that's beautiful. I know that you have uh, a daughter. and um, you. So, how do you support her? She's six, right? Yes. So, you, how do you support six. her? Huh? She just turned six? Yes. Um, I, you know, that's a super great question. I've been, um, you know, my first reaction is, wow, I, um, that's a really big question. <laughs> I, I think what I do is, um, she comes with me to, uh, to Unity, and mm-hmm. she's got her own relationships with the community. Um, I, I think she, if I ever wanted to not go to Unity, which I can't imagine ever not wanting to do because I've made a commitment to my church. But um, she would drag me anyhow. Um, uh-huh. So part of it is getting her um, getting her exposed to just different um, things about God. She was talking to me about God last night, and she, we talk about God. Um, but what I really enjoy about unity is it exposes her to spiritual practices like prayer and meditation and Gratitude and abundance. She does. She's a piggy bank, but she calls it her abundance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I like. She, we're real active in the youth program, and it's wonderful. I think to just have um, different teachers exposed. I just love the whole philosophy they have. They have this saying up somewhere on the wall. It's something about like um, our children are not our children. They're become through us, but they're not mm-hmm. of us. They're not our possessions, you know. Mm-hmm. I just, I love that Sunday school at this particular church that I go to, and I think um, many are like that. But I also work my program honestly with her. She, um, We're real honest with each other. She's certainly seen me make amends, and she has this wonderful new teacher. I was trying to figure out how to make an amends, um, and she gave me the wording the other day. She said, you know, she said, maybe you could say to her, 
you're a new parent and you're learning as you're going. Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, a six-year-old could understand that. Incredible. So, yeah. Um, so that's a little bit how I do it. And, um, and I also don't want to, I don't feel personally responsible for her spiritual growth. I've, I don't know how to explain it, but she's, I, I think it's my friend Marilyn program. She goes, they have a higher power and it's not us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah. And uh-huh. that's definitely true about my little girl. Right. I don't know if the listeners would be interested in knowing, but I adopted her from um, from China. So she's we. I really wanted to be a parent. Right. Yeah. You went through a lot to um, make that happen. I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, and obviously, you're creating so much space for her to be who she is, to really be herself. It's beautiful. I- that's the goal. I think that's the goal for me in recovery, and I, I hope it's the goal for her is um, to be authentic and to have permission to be authentic. My little girl is is truly precocious, <laughs> so uh, but she can she sings songs. I, I know I'm doing okay when I hear her makeup. I, probably all f- three year olds and four year olds and five year olds do this, but I love it when they make up these songs about spirituality and nature and. They're very much in the present moment. It's just, uh, uh, it moves me, honestly, to hear them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Thank you for telling us about that. Yeah, that's important. I, one last thing here. What words of wisdom do you have for people who are wanting to develop a fuller relationship with their higher power? And maybe it, it has to do with unity. Maybe it has to do with recovery. I don't know. What, what would you share with people? Well, I would say don't give up. I, I, one of the wonderful traits I have is that I'm persistent, and um, so I I keep working it. And we have this saying. I used to I used to have somebody say in meetings. We we will say in Al-Anon meetings. Um, um, it works if you work it. If you work it. If you and you're worth it. Mm-hmm. And um, I had I heard a Catholic priest once argue, um, who was in recovery, that. You don't have to work it. There's grace in the program. Just coming to meetings is an incredible, powerful thing. And I totally, I do agree with them, but I can tell you from my own experience in, in terms of getting a, keeping a relationship, number one priority in my life is you do, I do have to work it. So I've changed, I now inc- say that whole thing when we're at the end of the meetings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keep coming back. It works if, it, if you work it and you're worth it. That's wonderful. You have given us so much that we're just grateful that um, you've told us so much today about your life. Thanks for your honesty, and thanks for uh, sharing so fully about um, how you find your higher power. And it's such a joy to hear uh, your courage in letting that concept keep expanding. Um, Thank you so much. And thanks to all of our listeners. And thanks to Mike for uh, writing in. And, Mike, you are the winner of our book today, so we're going to get that in the mail to Mike. Got a relationship guide. And thank you so much, Mike, for writing in. We're just so glad to hear from you. It's great to hear from you. And um, look us up on Facebook. And uh, join us next Tuesday when our topic is going to be Spiritual Principles in Action. And my guest is Chad W. And Chad's got long-term recovery from the disease of addiction. He's a professional addiction counselor. 
And Chad knows how it works, and he tells it like it is. So join us next week for Spiritual Principles in Action. God bless, my friends. Let your heart sing with joy this week. Thank you for tuning in to Spirit of Recovery with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific for down-to-earth ideas on keeping spirituality in the heart of your recovery. Spirit of Recovery, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at www.soulmatters-spiritworks.org. Oprah Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They are Unity Classics. Join Rev. Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Each month, you'll be able to follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine a different classic Unity book. From Charles and Myrtle Fillmore to Eric Butterworth, Emily Cady, and beyond, experience the foundational teachings of Unity. Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Thursdays on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Do you hunger for deep changes in your life, deep changes in our world? Mahatma Gandhi said it best, be the change you wish to see in the world. Join Reverend Crystal Muldrow and explore fuller, more harmonious ways of living. By awakening your inner talents and gifts, you can wake up your spiritual magnificence, change your life change our world. You wake up. Join us Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time for You Wake Up with host Reverend Crystal Muldrow right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Wake up, awake up. Inspiration only takes a moment. As Reverend Felicia Blanco Cerce points out in her book, Do Greater Things, there is the potential for joy, wholeness, and expansiveness designed into every moment. And the miracle is when we recognize the constant presence of these qualities all around us. Once we see what is possible, our lives then begin to change. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Do you think you know all you want to know about characters in the Bible? Do you know who could be called the king who loved too much? Or what it means to be a Jezebel? 
or that the best love story in the Bible begins with the declared commitment of two women. The Bible's symbolic meaning can help you transform your life and discover the presence and power of God within you. Find out what these characters can teach you about your own life today by tuning into Biblical Power for Your Life. Each week, co-hosts Reverends Karen Tudor and E.J. Niles present a Bible character from an historical, cultural, psychological, and symbolic perspective. Your comments and questions are part of the lively discussion. Tune in every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, and power up your life. Only at Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.